0: Discovered Planet Podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stapani. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to this week's edition of Undiscovered Planet Podcast with... Me, Damo Sims, and the man, the myth, the legend, and the legend, Nick Staparni.
1: <laughs> yes, dear, mate, how are you?
0: I'm somebody. buddy, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm really good, mate, really good. Not stopped today.
0: Oh no, it's been a bit crazy, hasn't it?
1: I mean, what's the weather been like where you are? To
0: be honest with you, it's surprisingly been extremely hot. Crazily hot. It's mad, isn't it madness? It is. It t- it t- you You t- never know. You never know
1: if it's going to shine or rain. Yeah, and we
0: literally live at, at, at the different parts of the world, literally. Mm. So I mean, we, it, it must be the whole world's hot right now. I, I tell you what, right in between Damo and myself, we have a toll. Yes, we have
1: a toll on the road, and it costs it costs bra Yeah, money. Call it what you want?
0: We have a toll, and we also have an injunction. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are there, aren't they? Oh my goodness! That's only one oh way, God. though. And if you come up again, Nick, I'm doing another one.
1: That's no, not a problem. Not a problem.
0: Be worth it once to see each other again.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, what? today you know what I've got. It just before we, we explain about what's going on to, to today's Show yes. Last week there were gremlins. Yeah, there were gremlins in the system. Just explain the situation because. I did ask Josh to, to, you know, write me a statement.
0: Yeah. And did he? No, no. he didn't. No. Well, that that doesn't surprise me, obviously. Uh, I hope Josh is okay, by the way. Hello to Josh, wherever you are. Is he in the studio with you right now?
1: He is, yeah. And I've okay. given you a
0: big thumbs up. Oh, lovely Josh. Uh, right, so let's explain. Um, obviously, we want our show to be really professional. We want it to sound great. We want people to, to, go, to let us come in. There he is. And to be like this kind of, this lovely worm that gives them fantastic news and a bit of a giggle. Um, Unfortunately, uh, not really that much of a technician. uh, And we've been trying to get the the gear working together. We're both working from two different studios with like top-notch stuff. Um, It's my end, I think, that I've been struggling getting Nick over to me. Uh, Nick's obviously working in a professional studio. Um, So we just tried to get it working together. We've had some ups and downs and... And we're having, we are getting there with, with this. I know it's been a long time since I said that sentence. We're getting there. Um, so do, <laughs> bear, do bear with us on that. Again, we've, we've been testing it again today. Um, and it's not been perfect. We will get it perfect. So, but just bear with us. Um, and last but week, listen, we do apologise. Wa- who, who wants to be perfect? No one. Who wants to be perfect? True perfection yeah. has to be imperfect. Oh, absolutely. Noel Gallagher said that. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. absolutely. Oh, Nick, we've got a great show, haven't we?
1: Well, on paper, yeah, we have.: On paper whether so, we, we're, 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 we can comes, translate that Whether we can translate that through you know, the platform of, of this podcast is, is a different matter. That, but I'm sure: Never a true
0: word has been said.: <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good show. It should be a great show. Um, yeah, absolutely. But let's see what falls out of our mouth over the next hour and uh, yeah we've got some great stories let's
1: hope it's clean because if it's anything like you again over the last week we're just doing it I'm not happy with it (laughs) Let's not do that.
0: Let's not do no, that. let's not do that at all, mate. Oh, goodness, mate. Oh, I'm up for it tonight as well, buzzing. I've Been waiting because we are actually a day late. Again, uh, if you're to us in the future, it'll mean nothing to you. But if you are one of our uh, listeners that has been listening to us every week, and we, there's lots of you, so hello to everybody in the UK, uh, in France, in America. We've got a couple of states in America now that are uh, listening to us. Um, thank you for listening keep on listening and uh, sorry we're a day late but uh, this is for you lovely lovely people we're going to give you the best of shows hopefully yeah Yeah? that's all we can do that's all all we we can can do do. yeah so um, I think what we should do for starters then is we should go where we usually go which is uh, a little bit of uh, weird world news here is the news Earth has hit by blasts of energy from a death star so powerful that scientists can't explain it. Earth has been hit by blasts of energy from a dead star so powerful that scientists can't fully explain how it's happened. Now, the intense gamma rays detected using a vast system of telescopics in Namibia, Namibia, I got that right, uh, would sizzle humans to a crisp if they were exposed to them. The, orig- uh, the origin? <laughs> <laughs> from the Velo Pulsar. Why on. got all thy hard words. From the Velo Pulsar is about a 1,000 light years from Earth, which has already been compared in its appearance to the mask of the Phantom of the Opera. Hmm? Uh, Pulsars are the remains of a massive star that blew up an estimated 10,000 years ago as a supernova, then collapsed on itself. British astronaut Dame Jocelyn Bell-Brunel was the first person to discover a pulsar in 1967, but this study marks the highest energy rate from a pulsar, a pulsar yet seen. Wow. So we were hit by a massive pulsar from um, a planet that long extinguished a long time ago. That's a, that, does that scare well, you, that, I mean, it doesn't scare me, no, because stars, if I am
1: correct in my thinking... When we look up at the night sky and we see stars, yeah, they're not actually there, are they? That's the light that has taken
0: many, many years to travel to Earth. No, that's, that's what we're seeing. No, it's. I'm, I'm sure it's a hot. Sure, a, no, it's. A, they are little holes in the dome, and we can see through into the the world behind it. Stop it, David. That's what it is. Um, no, they, they do don't say me. that. They do say that, but. But that was all that's also like saying that there are no more stars left out there. And there there are billions and trillions that are that are constantly imploding. Um so what I'm trying to say is, scientists know very little as we know, undiscovered planets know very little about our own planet, and they know even less yeah. about the universe. So what's to say there isn't a humongous planet out there that's just gonna implode at some point and the pulsars give going be so powerful, we're a gone. That's it. God, I wish I got good news for you. Like,
1: like like I always say, when you ask me these things, it is—I believe it is possible. That's possible, you know. But you
0: know, if it's—I mean, how old is the Earth? (sighs) Depends who you ask. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, but but again, we uh, eventually, you know, not in our lifetime, but eventually, um, the Earth will just extinguish itself like every other planet. It, that's what'll happen. It'll, it'll burn up. I think the kind of, the, the crust burns up and then eventually, it's, it's gone, that's it. It'll just extinguish itself. He it wouldn't be a forever. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Freddie Mercury said that.
1: Oh, James. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's something I don't really want. I mean, it's fascinating yeah. to, to talk about it, but it's sort of like, I know it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Well, I don't know, do
0: I? I'm just, Streaming, it's not going to happen in our life? Mm. Oh, my well, it could, dearly, but it could. It could, of course it could. Keep it could, a close eye on Uranus. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay.
1: Josh, after the show,
0: we <laughs> no, you know what you're doing. No, no that wasn't an order. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't an order. Oh, sorry, okay. It was a suggestion, right. a mere suggestion, no. that was
1: all. Okay, well, what's your take on it, then?
0: Um, I think that we probably get... Uh, Large asteroids, meteorites, planets that do come quite close uh, to us—we're um, th- just not told about it. The same way as like you know any disaster that could happen. They don't want to say, "Listen, we, we think someone's going to hit or could come very near." Remember, someone that hasn't actually got to hit us to affect us—it's only got to uh, enter the orbit to to affect um, yeah. how we the, the Earth moves. And if the Earth speeds up or slows down, that would uh, potentially affect gravity. So. You know, depending on whether you believe in a globe or on a flat Earth, but if it's a globe and it's spinning round, it would obviously change gravity and we'd either float in the air or we'd become that heavy, that we'd flatten to the ground. Think about this. And again, I don't know, this is just something that's coming to my head. There's planets yeah. out there where a grain of what looks like sand on their planet, a grain of that would weigh about 10 tonne on our planet. How, how does that work? Wow. Because, because of gravity. That's- like a grain of rice. But you wouldn't, no, 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 it's because on, on different planets, the gravity is different. Actually, on a different oh, yeah, yeah. planet. But what they're saying is the substance that's on that planet would, would weigh tons, just like a teaspoon of it would weigh tons and weigh about 10 ton. How can that be? So gravi- gravity literally doesn't just push us down, it lifts us up, it balances us where we yeah, are. Yeah, that's
1: right.
0: It's doesn't a miracle. Not that much, it's a miracle. I'd I bet I'm 11 if you were 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish i was 10 <laughs> a perfect 10 you are a perfect 10 yeah. nick. oh bless you oh man yeah so that's that was our weird world news hey, can it get any weirder can it get any weirder Then the next seg- seg- <laughs> segment 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 <laughs> and the next segment it most certainly will get weirder because okay we're we talking monsters we are talking going on a monster hunt. Are you ready for this nick
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Because we are going to go. go we are going to oh. go somewhere where the most powerful and heinous of monsters lives. This week, Nick, we are hunting fairies. That doesn't sound very dangerous, does it? Wow! Fairies! (laughs) Yeah, we are fairies. So, um, I don't know, I mean, a lot of our listeners, I think, are probably of my similar age, so they may have heard of this story before, but for the younger people, please look into this story. The story we're going to talk about is um, a a couple of kids who, in the 1920s, when nine-year-old Frances Griffiths and her mother returned to England from South Africa and uh, took... Cot- Cottingley? Cottingley? Is that right? In West Yorkshire? <laughs> I'm terrible at names. Well, uh, they live- yeah, that'll be the one. They live next door to Polly and Arthur Wright, along with their 16 year old daughter, Elsie. Elsie and Frances were cousins, and next to the Wrights family home, there was a, um, a wooded valley where Cotley Beck flowers flowered through. It must be a certain flower. The girls were frequently being told. Uh, off exploring the pretty areas, always coming home wet and untidy from playing in the back. I think her back's like a stream, maybe? that sound right, wouldn't it? Um, After being told off, they would always reply with the excuse that they had been to see the fairies. And the girl's parents obviously scoffed at this and put it down to the girl's overactive imagination. Elsie took it upon herself to prove to her parents that the fairies were real, so she borrowed, I think because it's in a thingy commas, it means she nicked it, her father's <laughs> camera, which was a, for the camera uh, fans out there, it was a mid quarter palais. I think that's right. And she took it down to the back in search of the fairies and determined to, to prove that the fairies were very much real. The girls returned home within the hour, using her father's darkroom to develop photos that she had taken. When the pictures were developed their parents were surprised that the girls showed them playing with fairies that were posed in different positions. The images include the famous picture where Elsie is seen gazing off into the distance as fairies appear to play and dance in front of her. Elsie's father was a keen photographer, which sounds like it had a nice camera, and Elsie was also very interested in art and retouching photographs. This made her father highly suspicious of the images that the girls had taken. In September, the girls came back with a photo of Elsie holding what looked like a a gnome-type creature, I didn't know this bit, Uh, in the palm of her hands. Her father had no idea how it had been done, but was sure that the girls were up to something. Elsie's mother, Polly, was interested in... Some of these words, mate. Theos- theosophical movement, that's what it is. It's because it yeah. sparked with a TH, yeah. theosophical movement, and took the photographs okay. to uh, a meeting of the Theosophical theos- theos- Society of Bradford. Um, <laughs> the pictures captured the imagination of the society supporters and one of the leading members, Edward Gardner, who claimed that this was supernatural proof that mankind was undergoing a process of transformation that would lead to perfection of the human species. The photographs were studied by experts, a man called Harold Smelling, unfortunate name, um, who confirmed that they were authentic images of what was in front of the camera, avoiding the confirmation to say that we are fairies. He just said they are real photos of what is in front of the camera right now. Edward Garner went on uh, to the images in his lecture and published them in many of his magazines, which were then caught to the eye of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who then asked the family for permission to use the images in a piece on fairies, that fairies, fairers, that he was writing for the Strand Magazine. D- d- debates on whether the photographs were real carried on until the 1960s. The increased popularity on TV also meant that interest in the cottonly fairies also grew more, with more investigations and images took place. Now this is interesting, but right at the end, Elsie and Frances were still alive at the time of the in 1983, when Elsie admitted, Elsie did, that the the pictures were a hoax and were just a joke that got out of hand. Francis, however, claimed that the last photo of the fairy in the sunbath, that actually was a real picture, though, of a fairy. So, after all that, it looked like it was going to be a big kind of hoax and it just got out of hand, like the girls were saying but they still insisted that one of the pictures right at the end. I don't know if the fairy in the sunbath is this little gnome creature that they saw. So, have you ever seen these pictures, mate? I have seen them, yeah. And I'm looking at my screen now, Damo, and I've got an article
1: from 2019 that says, photographs of what is considered to be one of the greatest toksu of the 20th century are expected to fetch... Nearly, are you ready for this? £70,000. Get off! Auction. £70, the original 000. pictures? The so, original pictures. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you would have thought so. You would have thought they, they would be the originals. Now, my, my beef with this story is if they've admitted to tampering with certain images, but they say there's one, but they didn't handle it. How can we truly believe them?
0: Well, th- this echoes. I don't know if you're thinking the same as me. This echoes um, oh. Enfield.
1: Enfield, absolutely. Well, yeah. the, g-
0: the girls did say, "Okay, look, we did make some of it up because we wanted people to, to people stay around. They wanted the attention, but we didn't." fake all of it, you know, they kept that going Yeah. the only thing that's interesting, and we would need to dig a bit deeper, and please, people listen to the show, you wonderful people from around the world do look into this with us and let us know what you find, but what's interesting is this picture that they came back and, and showed the father, what a different creature that looked like, a gnome that was there now if they're on right about this picture, uh, I don't know if you, you can find the gnome picture, are you looking for it now on Google, be careful by the way Nick and anybody else that's typing search for fairies on Google just please, please double check what you're doing um, uh, yeah. and, and obviously leave parental controls switched on. Yeah. Well, you've got to be, to be safe. You've got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you've got well, to you be, can do that. And it's not just it it's anything. It's anything. anything. Yeah. Just be careful what you're searching for. There's, there's, there's a dark place out there as well as a wonderful one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, this is a true story. I was um, working with a jazz singer. And um, I ended up searching for scat singing. And (laughs) unbelievable what came up. I'm not going to say it
0: well let, let me tell you there's a trick that I, I will say this as well because if he ever listens to it I don't care because he genuinely is an idiot who I work with and I don't mean an idiot as in like oh he's an idiot and he's what a laugh I mean he's just an idiot yeah. he's one of the people who's born an idiot and what he does if anybody <laughs> if anybody ever says like you know you, I won't say it out loud because it'll trigger people's phones or what have you but when you, you you use the words to set your phone up to, to then speak to it and it'll find it for you yeah. if you start to set yeah. something up with Google or uh, Siri wherever, either then blurts out obscenities, hoping that your phone searches for it.
1: Oh, wait, it's one of those, isn't
0: it? Yeah, he's one of those. He's a beep. <laughs> I haven't got a beep on mine, but he's one of them, mate. He's you haven't
2: got a beep. Okay,
0: Josh, can we get uh, can we get, uh, Damio a beep, please? Thank you. See? Thank you. Have you found the gnome, anyway? No, I
1: can't. I can't
0: see right. it. Right. Well... Let, no, I'll, I'll have to look at this another time let, let's come back to that another time just want to get that story out there, get the listeners having a little bit of a dig around and please interact with us, thank you for everybody by the way who has reached out over this last week uh, we'll get on to some of them thank yous a little bit later on um, and anybody else that wants to get in touch, it's dead simple, do whatever everyone else is doing just email us and contact the show Nick, how can they do that? They
1: can get in touch via the email which is undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com we do read well, we try to read as much as, uh, as we possibly can. You know, and if we can include it on the show, then absolutely, not a problem. But yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Nick. That's not a problem, mate, not a problem. I still say no one delivers it as good as you. I'll stop
1: it. You're the best. Oh, right, I'm not You know man. it. Hold on. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, um, yeah. I was... <sighs> You know, on Facebook, yeah. I, I've got these um, memories that pop up. Yes. And uh, I did this probably about seven years ago. I. <laughs> sounds weird, but I went in the back of a van. <laughs> not
0: for the first time. <laughs> no, not for the, the, last, first time. the last time. for the last <laughs> time. I
1: was in um, South Wales. Nice place. And I believe the, the mountains called. L'orange.
0: That rings a bell. L'orange. I know. I, cause I messed up all the time. It's called L'orange. L'orange. It's
1: L'orange. And very, very well known for UFO sightings. Okay. And I've got a friend that lives in Aberdeen. Is that how you say it? Um. And we organised. There must have been about seven or eight of us.
0: All interested in seeing UFOs. Oh, mate, and why not?
1: Yeah, and we did it. But I tell you what, mate, at the top of that mountain, it was windy as hell. It was windy as hell. So we popped into the van and I did a little interview with a few people that that were present there. And this is what we spoke about.
2: Going back to 2008, I had my first... it would be called a prime contact experience, I guess, which not many people have because my contact experience was not just seeing a disc in the sky or some lights. It was a craft actually landed uh, just 30 metres away from me. My gosh. Yeah. And um, this craft had landed and there were smaller beings underneath the craft that stayed with the craft and a taller blue guy who came out and was interested in meeting me. I don't want to
1: be um, make a silly comment here but what about Avatar? I mean you know the, it's, uh, it's Hollywood I know mm-hmm. and and what, you, what you've just said is you saw a blue a blue being now I want to tell you this a friend of mine um, she s- had a similar experience and I was around her house Paul mm-hmm. this was a couple of years ago and she said come on <laughs> let's call on um, Astroth, his name was. And I didn't believe it. I'm going to be honest with you, I, 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 I didn't believe it. But I can hand on my heart say, and Steve, if you were there, I mean, my gosh, this would have opened your eyes. The whole room lit blue. Wow. The whole room lit blue, and in uh, in the ab- above, you know, at the ceiling, there was like this little... Oh, well, it wasn't it it was big, it was a blue morphine ball type type thing It was going in different shapes. I saw it up with my own eyes now, for you, Steve, for yeah. me to say that to you, I could be making it all up because yep. you weren 't there. you weren 't there to witness it with your own eyes. Right. so I understand you know the frustration people have when they say, "Look, this is what i 've seen you know we 've traveled hundreds of miles to come here tonight, yep. so far we 've seen nothing pure evidence, have we?
3: No, nothing at all, no.
1: Um, What's your feeling, though, Paul? Because, look, out of everybody here, you're the one that really has, um, I suppose, more to do with UFOs and aliens and that sort of thing
2: than any of us. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you said you are a bit sceptical, didn't you? But not quite sceptical, as in, like, You want to know for yourself, and that's that's exactly what I wanted to know as well. You know, I I didn't want to believe anymore. I didn't want somebody else's opinion of, of, yeah, they exist, I've seen them, okay, then I can accept. I wanted to know for myself, to know, not to believe. And I needed that, and that is what I did project out to the universe before, before I met these beings. But I believe I had to get myself to a state in which they could come and see me, you know, as in feeling good. Feeling good enough for them to feel good enough to come down to my level. So,
1: it, what you're saying, really, is it, it's a two way thing.
2: Absolutely.
1: But how long did that process take for you to feel that, you know, that 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 true gratitude of thanks?
2: Well, uh, I I, I practice Raj Yoga. Yeah. The the original techniques and. Half an hour. I had been practicing the first two techniques, and half then, an hour. Yeah, thirty wow. minutes. Fifteen minutes first technique, fifteen the second, and then I was starting to go into the third technique. I was already already feeding with my breath, you know. Oh, thank you, real real gratitude. All it was every every thought was thanks, basically. And then and then they was was there. Outside, my goodness
1: me, wow. So it's something we can all
2: everybody we yeah. we can all for sure practice yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean. I don't think it's it's going to be a case at the minute that the world's ready for them to come down and everybody's like, oh, well, there they are. Mm. It's it's a one-on-one thing. It's passed from one to another, one to another.
1: But is it the stereotypical alien that we see?
2: There's all this controlled media. Yeah. I mean, there's some nice stuff out there, but a lot of it is, is like humanising the ETs, where they're the aggressors. And in my experience, that's just not true.
1: Okay. Without you having seen anything at all relating to the paranormal, why are you here? Uh, just that. It's to, to, to try and get some proof. You know, so, uh, so, right, you're here, so you've not seen anything firsthand. No. So there must be a little part of you that says, do you know what? I think this is true.
3: It, that's why I'm not a true sceptic. Like I say, I would not say to anybody you're lying you know what i mean i would not say to anybody it definitely it ain't happening because you know what i mean i don't know i don't know it's like if you talk to somebody who's really religious you know they know that there's a god they know that there's something there uh, and like i said they don't look for any kind of proof can you know, i can i can i just can i just
1: you know you mentioned something about religion i was in in a conversation with somebody a couple of years ago um, because I've been heavily involved in the paranormal, ghosts yeah, and spirits yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, this person was was a, a practising Christian, believed in God, but didn't believe in ghosts and spirits. And I thought to myself, you're contradicting yourself. If you believe in God, yeah, the Holy Spirit,
3: then what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that uh, a, a true Christian, of true faith, doesn't believe that a spirit will get caught behind mm. you know they'll either go one place or another you know they won't get stuck here I think yeah. that's what they believe so to tell them that there's ghosts you know I mean, that just that just don't compute no. but like i say they've got their faith and everything else other than that don't exist so there's no ufos that, you know, we're the only ones that are here if sure. you know, have faith sure. and you know there's no ghost because the spirit's gone one place or another
2: so, okay yeah. interesting I think if you're gonna wanna meet an E T or a disc you've gotta get rid of your preconceptions mm. that you have in the first place, you know, like you might think of them in the movies or whatever this is the way they are. Yeah, but that's, that's how we that's what we've been bred. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Like that's what I in, say, yeah. a disc yeah. flashing lights. And Absolutely.
3: Yeah,
2: that's exactly how I think of it. Mm. And, you know, the, the, and to be honest, I mean, the craft landed, it was a disc, and it did have flashing lights on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I mean, You can't win, can you? And, 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 and honestly, <laughs> when this guy, this tall blue guy was there with, with a high collar as well, you yeah. know, I almost wanted to start laughing, like, this is a joke, right? Is that what you've because always thought Because this is on. what are they are in the film. You always thought that there'd be a... Disc with flashing lights is that what you always start? Or did you just no, no, but but you know, afterwards I've seen loads of people describing craft of flashing, uh, but that was what it was like, you know. And and, and you you saw the painting I showed you, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, high collar and all that. I I honestly was thinking, (laughs) let's just talk (laughs) about that
1: for a moment before we go because Paul is, and I mean, he's shown me his work and he is an absolute outstanding artist. Just explain to me about this, this blue. Um, being
2: that That you that you painted Paul Well, if I was to use a few words, I'd use Majestic for one. I mean this this guy was dressed in in cloth, which was absolutely amazing the thread on it was wow um, There's a detail. I didn't paint in that painting because my painting skills weren't up to it But he had actually had rainbow crystal, which was it was almost like the, the thread turned into a crystal Wow. Before this rectangular like badge on his clothing. Um I spent about ten minutes there just oh my god, open mouthed, wow, looking at all the details, you know. I mean light blue skin but underneath I could see the red veins and the blue ones, you know. Gosh. It was it was wow. And I, I felt really humble and in his in his presence lackluster in comparison I would say. My goodness, even though I had gotten myself to a, a state of feeling real gratitude and mm. thanks for, for you know, I felt that like I was still a smudge in his universe, you Unbelievable. know. Unbelievable, I
1: mean? absolutely,
2: yeah. It really was a majestic feeling for this being for what he was oozing out in love and what an feeling. experience, though. To... It was, it was mind blowing, yeah. and, and I've been told that this is why it doesn't happen to many people nowadays because. It,
1: mm. But look at the world we live in, though, with all, all this heartache and negativity. You know, it's being pumped mm-hmm. around the globe.
3: I think it's more than just that though, isn't it? I mean I mean you talk to kids now and most of them are just lost in what they've got in their hand. It's as yeah. simple as oh, that, absolutely. You know, and, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah. I think they can see past their own nose, most of them. No,
1: it's true, no, that yeah, you got a good absolutely. I mean when I grew up didn't have no phones, no, no I mean, we were out, that out that in, the, the in the fields world. playing. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> um, let's open the door, let's step out. I mean, if it is a little bit too windy we'll um we'll just say goodbye but let's have a look and let's just explain what we can see it's now out and about you get out first then Stephen and paul that's it right you're setting up the kit here just talk us through what you're setting up please tony
2: I'm setting up. i've got a night vision camera going and i've got a, a what is classified as a wildlife camera which has 36 leds on it yeah so if anything comes towards the camera it'll light up tick for and videos and sound Got the night vision on the main camera, which can see all the clouds and everything. So, if anything comes
0: above us, we'll
2: be able to zoom in and see that as well. So, okay, so I'll let you crack on with that. You're doing
1: a fantastic job.
0: Oh, mate, what do you make of that? Do you know, I had a little listen to that the other day, and um. At first, when I was listening to it, you, because you sent it to me, I said, Oh, I've had this pop up in my memory. And it and uh, in, in the body, by the way, everyone listening, and the body of the email that Nick sent me, it said, uh, Set this over from an unventful night where nothing really happened. I thought, Well, this is going to be brilliant listening there, ain't it? I didn't realise he was going to talk <laughs> about something in the history. Now, crazy. The, the stuff that he. See, this yeah. is the point again, right? Are we made to feel crazy? Because this guy says that he saw a, a stereotypical UFO with flashing lights around it. A big, tall, blue man that's there with a big yeah. collar. Um, you can see his veins free with skin. Very interesting that he mentioned, um, was it like the thread on, on the clothing was almost sewn with what looked like like crystal thread? Crystal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, again... I mean, I, I
1: can't even begin, begin to imagine what that experience would have been like.
0: You were with him? You no, know? Were you were with him no, interviewing I, I, him? I mean, was he any part of I was with the, him.
1: Not at all. No, he he's he'd seen a, a very very genuine guy. Yeah. And who am I to, to to say? Do you know what? I don't believe you. Yeah. Because again, I was going to say, they're going to re- reiterate this. I was not there. No. If I was there, and I then I could I could um, come up with you know different scenarios. Know that oh, actually, no, it could have been that.
0: I wasn't there, Daniel. But uh, like he
1: was—he was fascinating, absolutely fascinating.
0: That was—that was a golden nugget that was found um, and just popped out I me. Mean, we amazing clip, a really, really. And also, can I just say the story um, that you you got together for the police knocked on to explain why our three men were in the back of a van? I think was brilliant. Yeah. So can I just <laughs> comment <laughs> on that as well? And yeah. then you say you saw now, an I've alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't a, a, an uneventful night. I mean, we did see. Yeah. Um, the only way to describe them were orange lights, and they were just dotting about. About well, four or five of them. You, I think. Give
0: us some more details. Were they big? Were they small? Were they high up in the air? Were they low down?
1: What? Well, we were. Gosh, I mean. I would say we were about 10 miles
0: away, these lights. And. Well, if they were 10 they miles were away, why well, are you saying that they were large? They must have been for you to see them. Yeah, but not.
1: I, I don't mean as like big.
0: Bigger than a star. Yeah? So lower than a star?
1: Oh, no, definitely lower than a star. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How high would you say definitely they were?
1: Lower. I would say probably 50 meters higher than the average tree. Okay. So, not, yeah.
0: not, so we're, we're talking was that about 150
1: foot then, isn't it? About 170 foot? Yeah, ish. I, I would say that. Yeah. I mean, this, again, I could be totally wrong, you know, but I'm just going back. It was seven or eight years ago. And we traveled to the top of the mountain. And then I believe traveled right halfway down. There was a bit of a clearing. And uh, we sort of like set up camp there a little bit. And I think that's where we saw those lights in the sky.
0: Ah, lovely. It's your funny
1: favorite. because, oh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it, it, you know, it, it's out of space, you know, yeah. it's, it's an unidentified line, or, you know, as, as they call it now. A UAP. A, a UAP. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but no, I just thought to myself, wow, what, a, what an experience to, first of all, to, to be asked to, to yeah. go and do, it was great. I mean, I've known my friend Claudine, she, she was, she, she lives in South Wales, so to see her and she, she, in fact, she could be a very, who's that, is that? Is that me, was the motorbike? It's not me, that. <laughs> it's not me
0: this time. Oh, that was loud, that was loud. <laughs> is that it
1: one of loud. my
0: dogs on a motorbike?
1: Oh, bless your dog! He's gone bless off. Bless your dog.
0: Um, is this the, the lady I'm, I'm just... you said you, you, you spoke to Asteroth with? No, no, that's Natalie who
1: we have on the last couple of shows.
0: Because I've just looked up um, Astaroth. No, just... Yeah. Have you ever looked up Astoroth? It's a nice. safer search than fairies, I'll tell you, they're on Google. But it says, Astaroth okay. or Azeroth is a mighty and strong duke. He is an alien demon who knows how the spirits fell. And if desired, he may wow. tell you reasons for his own fall. He is well-versed in the liberal science of old gods. Uh, in ufology, he is known as Astar Command, an alien demon who governs 40 legions. So I don't know if it was a great idea trying to get him to communicate. Yeah. He, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You may as well just ring up Satan himself, aren't you? If you're gonna shout ass. Yeah, yeah but
1: yeah, but look, just because it's a demon doesn't mean it's, it's anything bad, surely.
0: Well, it's very funny because nowadays there seems to be quite a link where um people have started to say that they consider that aliens could be demons. You just come from I've a different heard
1: that. place. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I have heard that. But again, it's you know, so many people have different you know, that that's the beauty of this subject because no matter what you your belief or your your viewpoint, who knows? Who knows? No
0: one knows. I yeah, we don't know. We just don't know. Asterov knows. That's about it?
1: Could I be an alien? Could I be an alien? Oh shit! Yes, I, I, I could. That. You could be. Could I be an alien, Damon?
0: Now I'm looking at you. Thank you. Listen, no, don't, don't. Please, don't do that. <laughs> i got an R button for you.
1: Oh, stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> thank, you.
0: thank you very much. I think you're a very, very handsome man.
1: Even if, you know, I'm
0: not going to say it now. I'm not going to say it. Okay, move on. Please. But but fan- fantastic, uh, interview. Amazing. As you know, uh, Topic because I'm I'm fascinated oh. with with UFOs. I think they sometimes get overlooked as well because we're so fascinated with what's on the ground. So you know ghosts always kind of get the, the the gold medal when it comes down to like if you, if you said to to a broad range yeah. of a thousand people um who, who investigate something, I bet I bet you'd a good eighty if not ninety percent of them will say oh, we go ghost hunting. Or we do panel Absolutely. investigations yeah. one or the two. Um, Whereas a small percentage... Of go, And I, I do know just a couple of people who go out and do, like, hunting for UFOs. Um, but again, I suppose oh. it's because the difference is, um it's very far away and that you might need special equipment to look for. It's, 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 it's probably what real ghost hunting <coughs> is, is in paranormal investigations. <coughs> that is one of my dogs now. <laughs> this is... <laughs> And so you, you spend a lot of your time, I would have thought, staring up into the sky and seeing whether, you, you know, yeah. there's something moving around. Whereas, ghost something, anything, anything can trigger that, can't it? You can have the smallest of things that happen yeah. and everyone has a, a bit of a scare and you've had a great night.
1: Yeah, no, this is it. That's right. I mean, have you ever been out investigating for UFOs?
0: Um,. Inadvertently, as in we we went to kind of chase once when we were looking for other things that were up there, but obviously, as part of that, we knew that UFOs could be a, a possible thing i would I would kind of go you know yeah. you know when if you've got these places like um uh, if, uh skinwalker Ranch and places like that, if it was somewhere like, yeah. that local, like that I could get to or got the money to go to I'd surely go for it for an experience um just to see if mm. anything happens there um and I think I'd have exactly the same feeling um I, th- I think there's also, you know, I think there's also this kind of mentality now that there's more chance that aliens exist than ghosts to a lot of people. Um, only because we, we people would argue that, that on Earth, the science that we've got, we can't really yeah. prove that, that ghosts are there. Whereas science can't disprove something isn't up in the sky. I suppose you could say the same for ghosts as well. But I'm just trying to say, I think we will led to believe it's a bit more safer to say that I think there's something up there than he is that there's a ghost in a building. Even though... Yeah, no,
1: I, 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 yeah, I get your point. I do get your point. It's just that... What I always struggle with is when you hear scientists say, you know, there are certain, certain, certain amount of stars in the universe, there's a certain, yeah. certain amount of galaxies. How do they really, truly know? I mean... Um, is well, it me or is it? You
0: know, yeah, the, th- how, how, can, how, how, how can How can they be certain, Daimo? I think. Please. I think. Know, obviously, we, well, again, people out there, you lovely people, let us know. But I do know what they do. The, the statistic they normally put out there a the lot of saying is that there are more planets in our galaxy. Then the and and the Milky Way is the big one, isn't it? Even though it's a chocolate bar, it's mm. a small one. The galaxy is the big one. <laughs> um, the galaxy is actually the. Well, think about it. Galaxy, <sighs> yeah. Mars, yeah, they're all planets, aren't they? You know what I mean? Um, the are, Milky Way like... is the smallest, but it says that's the biggest out there. And our in the Milky Way, there's more planets um, out there than there are grains of sand on the Earth. That's what they say. You bet. Again, how? Oh, the only thing I wouldn't get there how is how we- do how
1: can they even come to a figure of how many grains of sand there are?
0: I mean, the, the grains of sand bit. It's, my, it, it's just. It, it, I'll be honest it, with you. The, the, gra- the, top of the grains of sand bit, mate. As uh, grains of sand to me, and knowing that fact is. Do you think you could spare us the bullshit for one minute? <laughs> I honestly don't think. I do not think they could know that. That's the thing they couldn't know. No. Where, whereas, that's a complete no. guesstimation. But in space, perhaps they could, where they look at a certain density of, of planets that are in a certain area and go, right, okay, there's so many hundreds, trillion there, whatever. Now, over there, there's so many, think a trillion. And then they went, do you know what? Roughly, a square foot of, of sand is, this is getting technical. Roughly there's roughly yeah, and so many the, grains. So, so, and so, yeah, it's, beaches, not, it's, it's not
1: an exact, it's not an exact number, is it? It's a, Estimation.
0: But the same people who say that there's virtually unlimited stars out there say, and nothing lives on them. How? How can they say that? That's well, the, unless
1: they know something that we don't.
0: Because there, there's there got to be life out there. There has to be. Stephen Hawking's one of the greatest minds that i ever lived, said that statistically it's impossible that we are the only... Um, living creature that's, that's out there how naive would we be to say yeah, we came to this planet or we were, we cre- we were created whichever way you look at it whether it's through uh, a legend or whether it's through evolution that we are just on this planet no matter which way you come from and there's nothing anywhere else apart from that's a very scary thought as well it's a very scary yeah. thought to think that this is it this is it but we're very naive and very arrogant humans if we, we just say yeah there's nothing else there's only us there has, no, there has to be a there. There has to be
1: something we, we else. Just, we just can't say that. I mean, I remember when I was in my primary school days, and I used to work. i not the work. So I used to um, hang about with my my mate who owned a village shop, and this guy turned up. He was a delivery driver for a, a maiden veg, I don't know what he was. He was delivering, um, but he. I'll never forget this. He turned around and said that I be- and I don't know how we got onto the subject of UFOs or aliens, but he said that I believe that there's another planet with another me, another you, another shop, another house. Exactly. So it's a replica. Have you ever heard that before, Dan? Th-
0: and this- I was. I Stephen must have Hawkins, been about nine years old. Yeah, Stephen Hawkins that said what that? Stephen, Hawkins Stephen Hawkins said? Stephen actually said wow. before he died, about five years, I think it was before he died, and this is out there for you to listen to. He said that he... In fact, it's a bit weirder than that. He said that he claims that these, the potential for an infinite amount of other realities where there's a uh, me that's you... Right. These are me that's slightly different than me. The, basically, we're, there's them many different realities that run along all at the same time. Even in different dimensions, that's when you go quite deep, obviously, when you think about vibration and that. But he claimed that there's, there's every chance that that could be right, that that could be the case. But again, as humans, are we ready for that? Are we ready for that kind of a truth to come out? I don't yeah, think well. we are, are we? Are heads a goo, man? I think we are. I think we are. Give us a curry on a Friday night, give us football on a Saturday or a Sunday, you know what I mean? Give us a few yeah. bevies. Give us some friends. Give us a laugh. Oh. Give us Big Brother, which has come back on TV uh, and, and watch that at night or Love Island or wherever it is you want to watch. Give you a computer game. Just keep the humans busy with the basic stuff. Don't let them know yeah. about the big shit because that the shit yeah. will hit the fan.
1: The fan. Yeah. Yeah, and it will go all over your face. Not good. Not good at all. But Before we move on, Damo, I mean... What do you think it is like travelling into a black hole? (laughs) Um, who's that? That's me. What
0: are you doing?
1: What are you doing? That's my phone going. I don't know why it's doing that. Normally... He
0: wouldn't do that. Well, he picked oh, nothing God. up. He picked nothing up. So we're cool. I just saw your thumb coming towards your teeth. He's alright then. No I do that no, to I'll one of my kids. We had a twiddle your finger towards the, the camera when I was saying <laughs> goodbye. Um, yeah, late, what do you think you'd be like into a black hole? Well, they, they do claim that if, if you entered into a black hole, then you, you're sucked, everything gets sucked inside the black hole. Um, yeah. If, if, here's the point, though. If everything gets sucked into a black hole, it either gets destroyed... Where does it go? It either gets destroyed, it or it goes like a plug hole. It goes into a different area of the universe, and all of a sudden you pop out and you go, oh, my God, we're out at the other side. There's, there's another universe out here. It could be that. I'm a bit more worried about the Hadron Collider that they've got, where they're trying to create a black hole, because that's that's messing with science. That's gone too far. Ooh, no, no. The, is it the Swiss no, Alps? Have I've you ever seen see, that place?
1: How the hell are they trying
0: to do that? Have you not seen the the Hydron Collider, though? No. Right, scientists, have you heard of the Hydron Collider? No. Mate... <laughs> this is going to blow your head. Right, everybody, check this out. Nick, please check this out uh, and do come back with some comments on that list. Hydron Collider. We're going to have to do a
1: show on this day, man. Yeah, well, I will, tell you what, to.
0: tell you what, tell you what. We will come back. If you, if you, if the, the listeners now have heard of the Hydron Collider before, they will want to hear about this. If not, let's lock it in with the guys' uh, production and that lot and let's get it set up. Maybe for next week, then, yeah? Um, but. The yeah, Hydron Collider, that, mate, yeah. is absol- and there's some great videos as well we can put up on there, some links that will blow your mind. Just do me a favour, between now and then, guys, yeah. um, spread the word, get the word out about the podcast for us, get more people listening to us. Next week, we will be talking, as well as other things, about the Hydron Collider up in the Swiss Alps. Fantastic, yeah? Wow,
1: okay. I've, I've, I've flown over the Swiss Alps many times.
0: Yeah? Right. Is that a euphemism? That,
1: that, that's all I can say. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh wow! God, yeah, I'm looking forward to. And yes, it's like an education for me. This show. Well, talking of education,
0: you know what I want, don't you? What do you you want? I want what I want every week. (laughs) Could that be the
1: party's Supernatural Quiz?
0: It certainly could.
1: Well, let's do it then. Let's
0: do it, mate. (sighs)
1: Oh, a bit of a, bit of a different uh, theme tune here today, ladies and gentlemen. So this is Stepani's Supernatural Quiz, where Damo has five questions. Are you ready for this, Damo? Ready, mate. Been waiting all week again. Okay, Damo. I've got five questions. You've got multiple choice questions. Now. Okay. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> okay. That is not a question. Okay, so... If you get a correct answer, you will hear this noise. <laughs> if you give me an incorrect answer, you will hear this noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the only sound effect I could grab.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Question number one, Damo. What is the term used to describe the study? of unidentified flying object. Hold on a minute. Josh, you haven't loaded the countdown sound. Have you got the countdown sound, Damon?
0: Ah, uh, can I have a look and see if I've got it over here? If not... 15 seconds on the clock. Do you know if what? If not,
1: then sod it.
0: If not, we just gonna, you're just going to have to give it to me, and I'll have to hold it for a few seconds. So go Okay, on.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Question one, then. What is the term used to describe the study of unidentified flying objects often associated with extraterrestrial encounters? Is it A, cryptozoology, or B, ufology? That's all I got. Sorry. Okay, what is it, i What I'm, is it? Go- <laughs> Your
0: face! I'm going to go for UFOlogy, surely. <sighs> Correct answer, well done. Right. Yay! In okay. The lead. okay. In the
1: lead. Question number two. In paranormal investigations, what device is commonly used to detect changes in the electromagnetic fields, which are believed to be associated with ghostly activity? Is it A, EVP, or B, EMF? 15 seconds on the clock. In paranormal investigations, what device is commonly used to detect changes in electromagnetic fields? EVP or EMF meter? What's your answer,
0: Damo? Is it A, or is it B? I think it's... Unbelievable. It's uh, EMF. Yeah, well done. Okay, I did see
1: what you did. And Josh saw it too. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Question number three, Damo. What famous paranormal event occurred in 1947 in the USA, which is often associated with claims of a crashed UFO? Idiot. A, the incident of two UFOs in Los Angeles, or is it B, the Roswell incident? 15 seconds on the clock, please. So what famous paranormal event occurred in 1947 in the USA, which is often associated with claims of a crashed UFO? The incident of two UFOs in Los Angeles, or the Roswell incident? Right. Okay, Damo. Okay. Can you oh. give me your answer,
0: please? Is it A or is it B, Damo? Now, this is harder than people think because they are both real um, experiences that happened. I'm going to go with my gut feeling, which actually is. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you in a minute, but I'm, I actually I think it's Roswell. <sighs> Well done, well yeah. done, well done. The other well one, done. I'm not sure of the date, but there's, there's uh, also a very famous thing called the Battle of, of Los Angeles where um, the army apparently tried to shoot down a craft that was hovering over Los Angeles. True, very true. So when you yeah, said two crafts true. over the top, if it would just been the two crafts, it was the crash bit that got me.
1: Yes. So, yeah. That oh, is true, that is true, yeah, very nice. Three okay. out of three, keep them coming. Three out of three so mm-hmm. far. Will he get another two answers correct? Let's move on to question four. In ghost folklore, what term is commonly used to describe a ghostly apparition that repeatedly reenacts a specific event or action during its afterlife? Is it A, Residual haunting or is it B an intelligent haunting? Fifteen seconds on the clock, please. Residual haunt residual haunting or intelligent haunting.
0: Uh. <laughs> I go <laughs> Do you know
1: what? I've got no idea if he's got 15 seconds or what. But yeah. just say
0: like 15 seconds. All right, okay. Um, okay. Nick, I'd like A to go... B. B. I'd like to go with residual haunting. That's
1: four out of four, Dana. Well done.
0: Fantastic.
1: Okay. Oh, my goodness, mate. All right, you ready for the final question? Question number mm-hmm. 5
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which... Ancient monument is often linked to theories of extraterrestrial involvement due to its precise construction and alignment with celestial bodies of the clock. So which ancient monument is often linked to theories of extraterrestrial involvement due to its precise construction and alignment with celestial bodies? Is it A, Stonehenge? <laughs> go on. <laughs> or is it B, the Great War of China? I enough of that. Come on. Yeah. A
0: actually, or B? So, you've actually thrown that because, I'll go to the I didn't expect you to mention either of them. So so if it was just me guessing, oh, really? I got that wrong. But because you mentioned them two, I would have to say. Oh,
1: hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay. What would you have guessed? If those were, you know, if, if the I those d- two answers The
0: reason I don't want to possible. say it is because I think, according to your question that's been done by our fantastic friend there, um, I would say oh, that, this, that this answer suits it better, but I would have said the, the Great Pyramid.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because they're linked okay. with Celestial. Well, they're meant to be in the shape of Orion's belt. There's lots of things to do with this. Yeah. The, but it, I'm going to go with, it's got to be Stonehenge.
1: That's five out of five, ladies and gentlemen. Five out of five for Damo. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now get out to me, Garden. Thank you for the class. Off you go. Bye bye. See you later. (laughs) Oh,
1: Oh, well done, Damo. Well done. I'm gonna have to get Josh to give some more really tricky You you, you breeze through these questions, mate, because you're so clever. Mate, this is this is like one
0: touch football for me now.
1: This this, this is what you do though The type of guy you are So Mm -hmm. cheer mate from me Well done Thank you Nick
0: Thank you Thank you Josh
1: Thanks
0: Josh Wow I've been enjoying it Mate I've missed it You know I miss it every single When we come towards the end I get a little sad I have a little tear That that wells in my eye And um, I don't want it to be over I don't want it to be over Nick I know But all good things Have to come to an end They do They do, though. Have we got any shout-outs, by the way, Nick? Any shout-outs? Yeah, we do. Uh, Give me a second.
1: Hello to Simon from Halifax. He says, hi, Damo and Nick. I'm a new kid on the block, and I've started listening to the show, and I find the subjects fascinating. You both make me laugh. Uh, Simon, from Damo and myself, it's a big hello to you. Yeah, cheers, mate. Absolutely. Also to Keith and Alice from Bristol. Um, We do enjoy listening to the show and love to hear stories of the supernatural. We listen at
0: night when we are snuggled up in bed. That's the best time. That is the best time to listen to them, though, surely. If you're in bed right now, get that quilt and tuck it in around you, especially if it's one of those weighted quilts that I have. I love them.
1: Oh, I'm still waiting to get one. Every I really
0: night am. I have it on, every night, no matter how, even the last couple of days when it's been red hot, I've had it on. It's just, it feels like I've been cuddled as I go asleep. Beautiful. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Christmas is coming, though, forget, Nick. you never
1: you, know. Christmas is coming, the you goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, undiscovered planet of at hotmail.com is the email address. So please yes. do get in touch. And, please do. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just, you know. Can you let the dog in, please, if he
0: wants to get into the studio? I haven't got a clue how he's even got where he is right now. This is one of the dogs that is like, he's like Houdini. He can get anywhere. I don't know how he even gets yeah, to this area. I really don't. But I do think that the people... Can I just... Uh, yeah. the seri-
1: no, serious notes. Serious mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but, I, you know, what happens if, Ants and then I'm going to mention dogs as well now. Yeah, yeah.
0: They are actually aliens. If dog uh, ants, well ants possibly. I think they say if we had a a, a a nuclear war, there was only is it ants and cockroaches that would survive. Survive. Yeah, I think they could survive um, it. It could well be. Let's be honest. I mean. Any animal? Any animal <laughs> don't, could be aliens. Don't it know. could, it could don't be the, know. It could be like a Trojan horse thing where we're all just living our lives thinking we're these perfect kind of mammals and really all the other animals are just keeping it quiet and uh, they're all going to club together right at the end and get start talking like, right, Dave, we've got them. I've got too many animals in the house that they are aliens. Yeah. I shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah. I'm maybe run with aliens now because you've put that in my Ad Cheers.
1: Yeah, but you, you enjoy it.
0: You'd love I do. it. I do love living with my aliens. We we we
1: we now call him
0: There he is. That there he is, that's <laughs> Roxon.
1: and um, Damo, the alien rescue worker.
0: Yeah. yeah. People call me Damo Doolittle, but that's not because of the animals. That's just the rate of work that I go <laughs> at. <laughs> oh mate, we have to say oh. goodbye again, aren't we?
1: Oh, so long farewell until next week.
0: Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you then. Love you all. discovered planet podcast hosted by davo sims and Nick Stapani. brought to you by screaming head productions and spn media uk today's researcher emma Botley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge
1: to bring you this captivating episode sponsored by studio two in northamptonshire and paralysis escape rooms in stoke-on-trent